This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. And you listeners right now can go to caspertrial.com slash lasertime to get $50 towards any new mattress. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we fill your Q zone with pure podcasting goodness. <laughs> I am your host Bob Stude Prune Mackey and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Yes. And I'm Henry Gilbert and I love Tartar Control Duff. <laughs> and I am Chris Rubadub Antiste. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, what episode is this? Uh, and this episode is Duffless, which Aaron... Homer, with our help, you'll never touch a beer again. <laughs> yes. yes. One of many uh, jumping out the window at the slightest bad news uh, uh, jokes. This might be the first time. I, yeah. One era. of the best things about this show is I'm finally clarifying who jumped out the window and when. Yes. <laughs> we, we, were, we were robbed of that, I think, and I married Marge, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, whatever. So this episode aired on February 18th, 1993, and Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in history. Oh, boys, this is exciting. Kenny G's Breathless tops the music charts, while Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You breaks Billboard chart records for remaining at number one for 14 straight weeks and will continue for even longer than that. Groundhog Day debuts at the box office, and Al-Qaeda performs its lesser-known bombing of the World Trade Center. Uh, That was the dry run, correct? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It was. It was the scrum. And we never heard from them again. (laughs) And we never... (laughs) And that was the last anybody heard of Al-Qaeda in the World Trade Center. Well, from 93 to 2001, you would occasionally get references to... Yeah. uh, Like, they would talk about the World Trade Center bombing, but it would never do anything. Yes, there is the infamous uh, line on Family Guy when Mm -hmm. Stewie is saying, let's Uh, hope uh, Osama bin Laden doesn't know show tunes when he's going through the airport security line. And then he's singing, I hope I get it, I hope I get it. What's, what's that from? from? Uh, chorus Line. Okay, that's right. Bob. Sure and uh, Seth MacFarlane was almost famously uh, died in the 9-11 What a tragedy. different world it would yeah. be if he had died in that. Like, we just remember Family Guy as the show that the 9-11 victim and was, made. It wasn't appreciated like, in its own time. Like, <laughs> but, you know, oh, if Marky man. Mark was on the plane, that never would have happened. Yeah, he would have <laughs> literally fought them <laughs> and is, kicked them out and landed the plane. He said <laughs> his quote was basically... I would have taken him out, and then I'd tell everybody, it's going to be fine. We got this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you we're, shouldn't terrorize, okay? We're going to land, and we're going to have some delicious burgers. <laughs> everybody stop what you're doing. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, <laughs> this episode opens with a uh, a dream sequence. Quite uh, a fun dream sequence. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, you know, with, with a very, uh, I don't know, kind of a, a, a edgier Simpsons joke than I, I was used to. Mm-hmm. Well, Edna, for a school with no Asian kids, I think we put on a pretty darn good science fair. Wow. <laughs> I forgot that line until yeah. seeing it this time. I, I like that line. It's yeah. Technically, it's not canon because Bart thought it. It's Bart's dream. <laughs> That's true. Skinner didn't say it. This so, is Bart's social commentary. So Bart's dreaming a social commentary into his dream. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the animators had a good time drawing those silly old dances. Yeah. Like, so, uh, you know, it's, we mentioned Family Guy. That's mm-hmm. interesting because I think this is... Maybe Last Exit to Springfield is a little more, but mm-hmm. this is the Family Guy-iest mm-hmm. episode of The Simpsons ever. Like You were telling me this. What, what is your uh, okay, theory so, here? What are your theories you said earlier is that 
what Family Guy is drawing from are these two seasons of The Simpsons. Like that's where. Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, cutaway. It's thought bubbles. It's uh, Co- constant cutaways. Constantly watching TV shows. And it's it's also because Family Guy has no real characters mm-hmm. or uh, you know emotional attachment to them, so they need things to fill out these twenty-two minutes, which mm. dream sequences, fantasies, so, yeah. references. That, yeah, that's why I think this is such a fa- Family Guy episode. You start with a dreams, an extended dream sequence mm-hmm. full of references. There are multiple times where like Lisa's like we could do uh, like her tomato dream, mm-hmm. her dreaming up the hamster mm-hmm. and uh, Bart and the hamster being in it. And then also that there's a lengthy movie reference that's just mm-hmm. in a scene and yeah. then it follows in and that movie reference then follows into singing a famous song. Like mm-hmm. these are all very things that I would call family guy cheap for using in like 2008. And the, we were learning, we're learning the dark truth that maybe season 4 is not as great as we once believed no, even though no, it's no, still no. fantastic. This is a very funny episode. We we are seeing the shortcuts and this, these are all still great episodes but I think we are seeing what happens when uh, people leave a show, when people are distracted hmm. by working on other projects hmm. and we're seeing a lot of these things they probably wouldn't do earlier in the season or in season 3. They just need to get through this season. Well, the, 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 another family guy connection for me now that you mention it the episode is all about Homer going sober. Right. So in Simpsons does and doesn't treat continuity very seriously. When they this is a this is a, a Homer changing event forever. Yes. And <laughs> they clearly aren't going to stick to it. And they no. usually don't exactly do that. When something life changing in Homer's life has happened thus far, it does kind of stick. Yeah. It's where how he got his job. It's um, But in this case they had to just go like put it on ice. I will be back for that. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But for the theme though, to show that Lisa is going to be mentioned with Bart's head later. So good. It's a good early quote about it. Prize! First prize! First prize! First prize! Why are you saying that? Just screwing with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that because I, I used to have, man, in high school I would ha- be having these vivid dreams back when I still had them. And my mother would, uh, every one of my dreams would end with gunshots or the falling because it would be my mother banging on my door mm. and she would literally ruin my dreams like <laughs> I can't believe it there are really dinosaurs and they're all killed in front of me and that warps into my mother banging on my door so to get up so your mother killed the dinosaurs it sucks I've had that uh, where I, I listen to either podcasts or music to put me to sleep yeah, a lot of the time happens. and sometimes I'll leave it playing and or I'll wake up in the morning when it's still going and as I'm starting to wake up I'm like hearing the conversations in my dream or characters just start saying it. I'm like, yeah, I agree why, about that. Why is Mark Marin in bed with me? What happens? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm like in a car. Like, I'm uh, having my adventures in my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get the commercial-free ones. I also listen to audiobooks because those... Well, I don't get commercials in my dreams because... That would happen too. I would get too many commercials. Switch to Geico. <laughs> My dreams have ad block. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, like those cutaways, the the tomato cutaway, mm-hmm. and also the tomato exploding on Skinner's butt. No. That feels like a specific <laughs> movie scene. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I, I can't place it because the the blood splattering onto the children. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be very specific to something. The uh, more tomato, please uh, cutaway. Seems like one of the bigger whiffs. Like I'm <laughs> like, this is just. Not really that great. Because you know how we we uh, you tend to tend to idolize our scientists, yeah. and elevate them to stay. I mean, to I guess I guess statures. the joke is like Lisa helped these poor people. 
but they also worship her. So yes. we see a little bit of Lisa's uh, vanity. And we, we know yeah. we also know how, how kind we are to people who work in GMOs. Yeah. <laughs> I well yeah, you're right. Her steroid or anabolic steroid yeah. uh, tomatoes were way ahead of the curve there on the on the manipulation of genes. <laughs> And I, yeah, you know, I've forgotten that Asian kids line. I'd also forgotten Homer's just like non sequitur saying, "Yes, syrup is better than jelly." <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a funny thing to say. I Homer's wish I quite gotten. stupid in this one. He is, yes. and this is yet another of the escalating Homer's brain jokes. We just saw one last time. We did, yeah. and uh, man, the cider one has to be the end of it. But Homer can <laughs> just he can live amphibiously. Uh, but this one's great, and it, when you it's hear my favorite. This is my favorite Homer brain joke. It's, it, it, doesn't play as well in audio, but you have to unless you really listen for the echo because that's yeah. occurring in Homer's brain, and he and they miss a step. It's it's rabbit season, duck season, a little bit. You're uh, right. They miss one step. Right. <sighs> well, time to go to work. Little do they know, I'm ducking out early to take the Duff Brewery tour. Rolling at nine, punch out at five. That's the plan. <laughs> they don't suspect a thing. Well. Off to the plant, <laughs> then to the Duff Brewery. Uh-oh. Did I say that or just think it? I gotta think of a lie fast. Homer, are you going to the Duff Brewery? <laughs> <laughs> There's not even a flimsy excuse. Last time, uh, he like ran up the stairs and went, went out the window. The, the joke, I realize, is all in that one false pan. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, it might not work well in audio. I'm bummed because I, I love it. I mean, that's the type of thing Gene and Reese love, too, that it's like no new animation, just a pit. Yeah. But it's so funny. Yeah. And then the animation of Homer holding his head and screaming, yeah. it's great Homer screaming uh, tongue, tongue waggle, yeah, and then that leads to again. This felt very Family Guy because it's just like a mini adventure movie yeah. in the episode. Was that like so? The for, it looks like a reference to the nineteen eighty four commercial for a little while, mm-hmm. but the spider specifically, which I which I fucking love. I love. I love the giant love the spider. To overcome the spider's curse, simply quote a Bible verse: uh, "Thou shalt not go." <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh, I love those flourish, those musical flourishes. But yeah. is, it might is that just a two towers like pre movie reference? Well, maybe? I mean, if they read the book, then they would know of Shelob, the Spider mm-hmm. Queen, as well. But does Conan is Conan a uh, Lord of the Rings guy? I don't think so. Okay, no, but I thought he was. I, that's Colbert. Colbert. Oh, you're right. Huge, yeah, <clears throat> a huge uh, fan of Tolkien. He's in Desolation but, of Smog. Yes, he is. <laughs> but he, uh, what a what a great time to finally be in a Lord of the Rings film. It only takes sixteen hours. Mm-hmm. Ugh, never. Uh, but anyway, I think it was just like a giant spider joke, or maybe something from like you know a a um, Jason and the Argonauts type yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Of giant the 60s. spiders aren't exclusive. Yeah, to I mean, MST3K did like three giant yeah. spider movies, so <laughs> yeah. it could be any. It could be just that trope. But uh, obviously, it my fa- favorite being the the car motor noise in the giant spider invasion. Whenever oh it yeah, <laughs> it's basically like a, a parade float attacking people. <laughs> but if Family Guy did this scene in two thousand four mm-hmm. or a like say seven, mm-hmm. it would have just been the scene from the Return of the it's King true. where. Uh, he gets wrapped up by by Sheila, and they would have licensed and, the music to use it. And then oh. Sheila probably would have had like a gay guy voice and uh, like started sipping. No one talks to Sheila like that. <laughs> and then they'd say, "Shut up, bitch!" and punch her. And we uh, just workshop the Family Guy. A episode. lot of this yeah. taste for Family Guy. Here. <laughs> I still like the show. <laughs> so uh, Bart essentially destroys Lisa's science fair project. By yes, like and throwing I it. Okay, so I'm not mad. Like Bart doesn't do it to ruin it for her. He just. He's, Mischief yeah. is right in his face, and he can't not do <laughs> it's, it. It's an ideal time. How do you do this to your principal? 
Like, there's no one else around. That, That's true. You know, there was no punishment that Skinner. That's he should true. be expelled, like, attacking totally. your principal with a boulder uh, of fruits. Yes. <laughs> Unless he really didn't know, but, like, he's in such shock after... Well, why do we I just went it? to like, D.C. and I had a fantasy of, like, if I meet Trump, I'm going to pretend to sneeze in his face. <laughs> That's the way I'll get away with it and I'll not be murdered by, by Skinner or by... Uh, so, ah, whatever. You'd see his real face before he killed you. This is yeah. one of my favorite lines of the show for some reason. I say it every time I need to tie my shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bart, I forgot my MacBook. Would you hold this for me, please? Certainly. Whoop, shoes untied. <laughs> Over, under, in and out. That's what shoe tying's all about. It really is. <laughs> it really is. They animate his butt quite yeah, it's well. It's so great. Like, it's not a it's, bad butt. It butts. swings like a patriotic flag Skinner's at the end of back. a 1942 <laughs> movie. And then after the tomato hits him, I feel like they cut a non-flashback joke because maybe there were too many. We see him like cowering, That's like true. clearly like, like experiencing shaking, PTSD like, or something. It's very clear he's suffering from something from getting yeah. hit there, and it does feel like... You almost feel bad for Skinner. Well, and I... I I thought it could be a joke the way the kid, the way the blood or the tomatoes getting splashed on the kids in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that's a reference to something. But I, I mean, it just felt very like Kubricky in general. Yeah, it wasn't in the commentary. I'll see yeah. if the wiki says anything about it. I feel like, yeah. Double check that. I, I thought I'd look for it, but Bart didn't do it to ruin Lisa's work. He just couldn't resist. Yeah, but I think I think you could still get mad at someone for the same oh, reason. She absolutely yeah. should. It, it is also. Beautifully, uh, like the whole episode, Bart is all the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Sweetenly. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then Leia. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, and I've seen it. He does, he's done this before, but like, consistently in this episode, he is the Three yeah. Stooges. Maybe to tell you well, how we stupid he is. Well, we're going for low. We're not going for high comedy with yeah. his B plot at all. That's but true. The difference between this and season six, uh, the Halloween special in season six, is that, uh, or no, five, is that Lisa would just call out, like, yeah, I've seen your curly. I've seen your shampoo. Yeah. Like, yeah. just so you're clear. She you have we no time for it. it. Yeah. By the way, uh, when Homer drops out of the uh, window and hits the ground, the sound of it sounds like his pine is snapped. It's like, like a, a horrible cracking sound, and they 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 work in like a really mean joke about Princess Di. Uh, <laughs> it's just a pile of dirty rags. Uh, I feel like that's back when she wasn't uh, a global treasure. You know, yeah. I didn't take it as just a mean statement on how she looks. I just took it as like Barney being a Barney, Barney being it, Barney not even thinking like the the level it goes to. Like, is that her? Oh no, it's not her. That's a that's a woman. Oh, it's not her. That's a man. Oh, it's not her. It's a dog. And then the next one below that. Oh, it's not her. It's a pile of rags. Yet another joke about Barney being unfit to live. Yeah, yes. every part of him is broken. So when they get to the Duff plant, oh, so good. Welcome to the Duff Brewery. Now I'm sure all of you have heard the rumors that a batch of Duff was contaminated with strychnine. All right, that's news to me. Are you sure? Everyone's talking about it. It was even on CNN last night. CNN? That's a great ad lib. You, you know it was just like... Everyone, Whoa! So, and it, my, my memory of this joke was that none of nobody had ever heard of CNN because that's how dumb they are. Yeah. But it doesn't seem... You can hear them on CNN. Wow, that's big. Um, but, yeah, but it's not true. It's a much funnier joke. Yeah. They've never heard of the only... Yeah. At the, that point, the only 24-hour news yeah. network. Yeah, that was like oh, the place on cable to get your news I like when he's uh, uh, just the way he says strychnine strychnine <laughs> and then no, they watch I, that's right I did I triple check to see if this was a reference to something I couldn't figure it out maybe it's not the, the 
tomato exploding scenes because otherwise yeah. I wouldn't know McMahon and Tate advertising agencies from Bewitched. Bewitched. Yes, that was the name yeah. of the their advertising agency. I was right? going to yeah. get to that later, but yeah, uh, it was the one on it. Saying, I wouldn't have that in my notes had I not gone well, real deep already, on this. And they'd already done a McMahon and Tate That's reference right. against Mr. Plow. That's the guys who do his ad for two Homer uh, Punch, the, right? the too expensive one. Yeah, the, I did love that show, but I never would have got that. And the, speaking of ads, mm-hmm. they watched some classic Duff ads. The first one <sighs> of the Q-Zone... I, th- I yeah. felt like a, I couldn't think of the specific one, but it reminded me of the Jay Ward animated yeah, 60s sure. ones. Yeah. Like, I need more maple sure. or or the Quisp or the original Cap'n Crunch. Looks, if I may get animation nerdy, it was done in the UPA yep. 1950s ah, style. Yes. And many people copied it because it was cheap. It did. Very you cheap. see, like, because I... I but we still did, very stylish. We did an episode of Laser Time about, you know, official cartoon mascots who have been the mascot of thing for too long. Not mm-hmm. like the snap, crackle, and pop, but like... Why is Donald Duck? He's had an orange juice for almost a hundred years. Uh-huh. Weird. Fruit, Pebbles has never existed without the Flintstones. They hadn't have a sh- had a show on the air in thirty years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the weirdest one was that Disney did, from what I know from working with them, Disney did kind of make a rule like the Disney characters don't exist in our world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they exist in their world. So if their world doesn't have Rice Krispies, they're not going to say the fucking word. You can put them on the box. But, like, that's just a JPEG. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but the, the, Doesn't that Mickey's soul trapped It inside? wasn't the case in the 1950s. And you see these black and white commercials. And it is the worst Mickey and Donald have ever looked. Mm. They're all done in that the style. style, wow. Yeah, it, well, not not necessarily, but really well, flat. Hyper, like, hyper flat. Hyper limited animation. Oh, yeah. yeah. the term limited animation to for, like, Hanna-Barbera mm. cartoons in the 60s. And when you have a step below that, that's those commercials. Oh, yeah. You would not have uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle without General Mills, I believe. They were meant, they were yeah. built to hawk cereal. And yeah. uh, that UPA style came back in a big way in the 90s with stuff like Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff yeah. Girls, like, using that those flat Somebody, kind of I, cubist was, characters. Yeah, except was, they're animated better, but yeah. it's like flat, hard lines, mm-hmm. small bodies. There was that meme going around about how I don't, I will never profess the cartoons I grew up with were better mm-hmm. but I do love the Disney afternoon look of things and the Warner Brothers Tasmania Batman the animated yeah. series and then someone put it up like this is just a flat thing that looks the same at every angle <laughs> that is what cartoons look like now all of them Adventure yeah. Time uh, it, it's weird like not ar- not articulated or uh, at all really because they use those computers computers and, 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 and a great button on the Q-Zone clip is proud sponsor <laughs> of Amos and Andy yes. <laughs> <That's> so, <laughs> so good hello folks um, they just kept it in not to be confused with Amos and Andrew the Nicolas Cage Sam Jackson comedy of the mid 90s <laughs> sorry I remember that he did that and then he did Loaded Weapon <laughs> here we go uh, but this one is great because I would like to take this opportunity to uh, express my fondness for a Duff beer. I'd uh, also like to express my fondness for that particular beer. (laughs) (laughs) No man never drank a Duff in his life. (laughs) So that was not Quimby. That was John F. Kennedy. There's so many things I like about that clip. One is that like people like my age and a little younger will know what those presidents sounded like. Because they saw them on The Simpsons. Yeah. And I also love the animation trope of taking an old celebrity impression. And to use the McFarlane thing, that's what McFarlane does. Like, all of mm. most of his characters are impressions of celebrities the, the audience doesn't remember. Right. That Roger is Paul Lind, like, just completely. Yeah. And you, most people don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Stewie, Stewie is Rex, Rex Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. Jinx. Oh, God. Now neither of us can talk. This podcast is over. (laughs) Until Hank says Duff. Uh, Yeah, but it also is a direct reference to the 1960 televised debate between John F. Kennedy and Nixon, which... 
that was a very hotly contested uh, election that was decided by uh, several votes in Chicago. Like it was a very close election and it was seen as a turning point in the media. Mm -hmm. It is funny to think about that Mm -hmm. now that we just had an election that were America to exist in 20 years. We'll remember it as also a turning point. Probably. This is a major, this is a watermark. You've got to be television ready to to run for office on a national scale. The story was that people who listened to it on the radio, they thought Nixon won. The people who watched it on TV saw Nixon as this sweaty, ugly Quaker that everyone hates. <laughs> that was the big thing, is that he's ugly and sweaty. They referenced that in uh, Sideshow Bob Roberts, too. Yeah. Flames <laughs> added by Channel 6. <laughs> and then, well, meanwhile, Quimby, uh, no, Quimby... Even I said Quimby instead of Kennedy. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kennedy mm. is tan and happy and smiling. Mm. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he wins. And they have him saying, like, if you knew the president, do you know that was probably a fascist remark? That is from the, that is an actual quote from it, which is, uh, that is Sandy Van Oker Mm -hmm. asked him that question. And the question was, Nixon was vice president Mm -hmm. to Eisenhower. And Eisenhower was asked, what ways has, or what ideas has Nixon given to you Mm -hmm. to make your, uh, that you've put into practice? And Eisenhower said, if you give me a week, I might think of one. I don't remember. Mm. And that was what Van Oker was asking. Like, so did Ike mean that? And Nixon's reply was, that was a facetious remark. It's a Futurama was, take on him. Yeah. Um, oh, also a fan of that that particular Charleston Chew. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is better, that one? The uh, the Harry Shearer one or the Billy West one? So mm. Billy West, on a commentary, he said that he is basically doing uh, Anthony Hopkins doing Nixon wow. in the movie Nixon. Nixon. He says he sounds Jesus. like he's becoming a werewolf. Yes. So that's why he went, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Well, there, there's one joke I want to talk about that's it's all visual. You don't you, you don't have it captured. It's the uh, the bottling line. Oh, yeah, there are yeah. things in the different bottles like syringes in Hitler's head. Uh, <laughs> so this is a reference to a real uh, kind of hoax scare. Yep. So in 1990, one clerk in Ontario found a syringe in a bottle of Pepsi, Pepsi. and yeah. they tracked it down to a disgruntled uh, bottling factory employee uh that was all taken care of there was nothing else in 1993 they had what was called a spontaneous hoax in which people all around the country were claiming to find things in pepsi but none of them were substantiated and i remember like um around this time getting a pepsi from my friend's fridge and it was like a bit frozen (laughs) and i was like something's rattling there could be a syringe in here oh god this guinness there's something rattling in it and there's one more story i wasn't drinking Guinness yet chris there's one more story about the hitler head um so apparently they're referencing a specific beer company and they won't say which one on the company on on the commentary so they're referencing a specific beer company and uh, a rep from that company called Mike Reese, the co-showrunner of the of that era, and they were like, the president of our company was considered a war hero in World War II. And Mike Reese's response was, by the Germans. <laughs> so uh, I'm guessing it was a Budweiser. I, I don't I don't know well, what they're the, making the, fun the, of. The dirty Thanks, secret but... is that the Nazis or the, they had Coca Cola had German plants. Oh, and okay. because America forbade. That product to be uh, an American product to be made in Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. they turned into Fanta. Fanta mm-hmm. exists because of the Nazis, and then they um, tried to sell this. it in America. Yeah, and then they tried now, to sell it in America. Fanta, dude, Fanta's—it's big yeah. in every other. Fanta, Fanta, don't you want? You to? go below Texas, yeah. Fanta's huge everywhere. But, see, I don't drink any sugar water, so that's <laughs> yeah, uh, it. Hurts to drink fizzy, bubbly. Liquors. Yeah, I don't like those fizzies. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but so Fanta, 
Ben, what are, what will be the Fanta of the people who sell things in Nazi America? <laughs> well, that's the I, if I can be nostalgic. The thing I yes. lament is growing up in the eighties. It was just like, man, if you have a new idea for a candy, just do it. A new mm. drink, just it's do called it. a whatchamacallit. And, we don't know either. Yeah, whatchamacallit, like just anything you want. And now everything is like it's Snickers double caramel like that would have been called something completely unique yeah we want to cling to brands it's like m&m's mint pretzel crispy it it just would have been another candy it's why Mm. they don't make it's it's smart i feel like that's the same reason they don't make new movies anymore they make just a remake Mm -hmm. of something but put it in that that you know speaking of the labeling of candy Mm -hmm. i was just watching we're recording this before christmas Mm -hmm. uh but I was just watching the Muppet Family Christmas. It's on YouTube, mm. but it is the one taped off TV in 1987. Beautiful, and, you got and everything it in has there. All the commercials, and when I see the M and M's commercial, I completely forgot that M and M bags, when they were the brown ones, said <laughs> plain. Like yeah. you never see that now. Like yeah. a big word, like plain, plain, plain M and M's, and they're the best. M&Ms. We got two kinds of brown. <laughs> <laughs> You get peanut because, or plain. Because uh, my dad used to bitch about this all the time because it used to be illegal to put that formula of red uh, dye oh, right. in your food until yeah. uh, the government said it wasn't. And now <laughs> now it's everywhere. I do miss brown and tan. I, um, I miss the light. So light I'm, tan. I'm glad we're on this kick because I have a lot to say about this stupid clip. Because one, it was one of the first jokes I really like fully got. Mm. Uh, Is the pipes? It's the pipes. Yeah. And here we have Duff, Duff Light, and our newest flavor, Duff Dry. <laughs> Pull that. What does the future hold for Duff? <laughs> Let's just say we've got a few ideas up our sleeve. Like what? Um, I'd rather not get into it right now. Why not? All right. We don't have any ideas for the future. We got nothing. Happy? No. <laughs> no, no. I love that Homer wasn't challenging them, just genuinely curious. I didn't want to know this you was had a, no plans. This but. was a period where uh, the idea of the dry beer was very popular. I only see that in like in Japanese beers now when I go out for Japanese it, food. Extra dry. Asahi dry. And yeah, there's super a, dry. a clothing store called Super Dry yeah. from Japan. Yeah, and, and and I I just oh this is so meaningless. I I ran away for a long time and stayed in an old abandoned uh, black nightclub. And uh, I, I stole a bunch of stuff from there because it was just like walking into a different world of like nineteen late eighties Budweiser advertisements, but all black people. So like ah, you never because it's, it was it, yes. All right, when you said black nightclub, you meant one that African American people go to. Yeah, I could have said African American. I just don't well, care that just, much. It, I just didn't want people to think it was a nightclub painted black. No, yeah. no, no. But but it was just like it was everything. Like wild, all these like Saint Pauli girl ads, but with a black woman. I'm like I've never seen that before. Mm. And one of them, I took a. So I'm the last person alive. I have a giant Bud Dry tub <laughs> underneath my parents' house. There's no basements in Florida, so it's just dirt. It's certainly not. Basement, but it's yeah. it's like a keg holder or something. But I thought it was so, it's giant and red, and I thought it was so cool. Um, <laughs> and I stole it from that abandoned nightclub called yeah. Fahrenheit. Whoa. Next to the Toys R Us, if you can believe it. Maybe it was, it, a, oh, it was a weird time when there were all those different types of beer flavors, and then it, it would graduate into the microbrewery or the fake microbreweries, like Red. What was it? Red Dog. A red Dog and, and yeah. an Ice House. An yeah. Ice House and Zima. Yeah. And then they were all gone again. As as seen later in the Simpsons, Red Tick beer was its Red <laughs> Dog. Beer. I forgot about that. I, yeah. I brought it up because like there's a beer commercial later on that is that is wonderfully sexist um, yes. and it doesn't work well in audio but I brought it up because I remember the Bud Dry commercials and they are from like oh, yeah. I love this we feel like we feel like we're so goddamn woke 
But this, the world we grew up in, the, all the Bud Dry commercials are just like, everything you think about women is true. <laughs> Don't ask yourself. And uh, I, got a, I got one of the commercials because it's just so good. It almost works in audio. Why do gentlemen prefer blondes? Why do women have all the answers? Why? Ask why? Oh, this is like Dry. Cold filtered for smooth draft taste. Dry brewed for no aftertaste. So the Bud Dry is, is one, I think, known as one of the bigger marketing failures because it was everywhere, but like mm. no one, they couldn't really tell people in commercials what distinguished it from Bud Light or Budweiser. Ah. And we should we should tell this to our listeners. Mm. Like the entire commercial is selling like the idea of women. Yeah. What, what what's their problem? These are all women, women in scantily right. clad outfits. Like and yeah. this is one of many. Like, if, look up any Bud Dry commercial. They're hysterical. <laughs> they're like, women are either nagging you or sex objects. And I, that's, it, it makes the joke better when they're like, down with sexism to the sign changing to I am easy. It's yes. part of this marketing campaign. I, I thought of the amazing SNL uh, joke um, commercial. Gay. Schmidt's gay. Schmitz gay. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite commercials ever. I like it because you can see how uncomfortable Adam Sandler is. That's oh, really? True. Yeah. Like, Chris Farley is just fucking he's, rocking he's it, dude. living it up. Yeah. Yeah. The way... Just the my favorite is the flip, the flip up of the glasses. Yeah. Uh, just, and I like game. making Adam Sandler uncomfortable. I, I think in high, like at the that. time you could consider that a bad gay joke, but it's mm. so great. Like just a beer that turns everybody gay. I don't think I don't think it's a bad gay joke. I think it's subverting the idea. It's I like, think it's a base gay joke mm. at its core when it was written. But you could show it to people now and I'm like, wow, that was, that was ahead of its yeah. time. And I think it also makes a statement that like if this was. If this commercial was full of naked men or men in uh, the men in thongs, then you would know that this is very this is a bit much, isn't yeah. it? It's a but Hartman, it's, if you if you like beer and you're gay, yeah. Schmidt's gay. I think we're gonna like this. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, the pipe going to all three different ones like so okay. perfect metaphor. I love it. So that's that was one of the first jokes I got really fast because I remember reading about the Simpsons, buying books about the Simpsons, and they called some of them called them VCR jokes, jokes you can't. Mm-hmm. Give it a PCR. That was one of them, and I bring it up because it's on my Instagram, which I think I just passed a thousand posts Congrats. on Instagram. CNT, so thank you. I'm going to do a victory lap. Uh, that <laughs> when I a trophy when I, millennial, I was watching this this episode on uh, FXX, and they they have widescreen The Simpsons. Uh, the yes. joke is gone. Uh-huh. It doesn't exist. Like it, the joke uh-huh. is cropped out, and, and so like when you watch it, it's just like it pauses for a long time on three tubs, and you can't see the pronged pipe. I'm against that, not just because it destroys the jokes. It ruins the integrity of the decisions made by artists for, real. for that yeah. frame. And they're really stupid. And I've seen when, like, when the Simpsons are watching a TV show, they keep the TV frame and they keep the aspect ratio because there would only because otherwise there would be two purple totally. lines on the side, and you yeah. have to like almost double the stretching. Yeah. So but, why not this? Like, and that's part of the no, joke. I mean, it disgusts me honestly because yeah, it's it feels like this monkey's paw wish for me mm-hmm. because I was the guy who worked at the video store who told you no, you want widescreen. Yes, that's what you're I was not thinking. losing part of your TV. You're seeing what they what the artist made, and yes. you're seeing the thing you would have seen in the theater. Look up composition like, in the dictionary. But so I was the person who said that, and so now. It's backwards where I was Mr. Widescreen and now they're like, let's ruin things to make them widescreen. But Henry, you told me it was widescreen. I I genuinely hate it when I post things on the Laser Time Facebook. Like, you're telling me I have to add, like, bold impact font to the top and bottom of my widescreen video (laughs) in order for it to exist on Facebook? Suck a dick. Yeah. I hate that too. Sorry. Okay, but why don't we talk about Herman's head? I I watched. The entire run of Herman's Head. It was uh, it was ribald enough for me to get into. Plus, it had Lisa Lisa Simpson and Hank Azaria, which I knew. 
What's so funny? Oh, uh, I was just thinking of a joke I saw on Herman's head. <laughs> I spent all day trying to find... Yearly Smith, voice yeah. of Lisa, was on Herman's head. Made a joke on Herman's head about... Because someone criticized her on the off-camera on the phone. Somebody said you sound like, Li- you sound like sound Lisa like Simpson. Lisa Simpson I couldn't phone? find it. And there's a lot of Me Herman's neither. head on I YouTube. For it. I and I, I don't know what it... I had a... I had a, I had stolen a black and white television from a friend and would watch over the air network stuff. And Fox was so clearly different. I'm sure it was from having The Simpsons. And I did, I did want to like, I found it during this episode. There's some guy on YouTube. I'll get his name next episode, who has done nothing but post the commercial breaks from first run Simpsons episodes. Oh, so wow. any commercial that aired when the show originally did, you can see it all. right when you're done watching Homer. Blah blah blah. Al Bundy is in this situation, <laughs> like something uh, similar, and like it's it's transfixing i gotta and, check that out and the herman's post head, a link herman's head was i don't know I, I thought it was really funny I, as a uh, okay. well i remember like uh yearly smith played a uh, an adult virgin mm-hmm. like a yes. kind of mousy adult virgin and Azario, oh my god I was, okay jesus christ did you look this up on imdb or no i because I, I okay. there's a bunch of jokes about their name in the show okay i remember hank Azaria because he asked him to spell his name and his name was jay oh no it was alcoholics anonymous and he's like just tell us the first initial of your name he's oh like, Jay, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember he was like a womanizing, like sort of a Dan Fielding character. So the show was, in case you didn't know, it was a high concept show, but like it was your classic office sitcom or a raunchy yeah. '90s office sitcom. It was a little more ribald than it most was shows. A little more ribald because it was Fox, but it wasn't. It was an office sitcom, but it would constantly cut away to. Inside Out, except it was yeah. four things. That's what I thought of when I saw the Inside Out trailer. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Herman's Head, the movie. It was his frat bro, his mm-hmm. uh, his wiener, his weenie nerd. Uh, the woman. The, the sensitivity. <laughs> and then his smarts and mm-hmm. his brains. And so uh, the, when I re-watched a clip of it, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, oh, Hank Azaria and Yardley Smith. Because I only yeah. remembered uh, uh, Yardley on it. Well, as, she, she was like unmistakably Lisa yes. on yeah, the yeah. show. Her voice Hank Azaria, is just Lisa. That's- Hank Azaria could Hide yeah, in and, plain sight. Uh, but I did forget that the guy who plays his frat boy in his brain, the bus he, driver, he's the bus candy. driver. That's right, yeah. Candy, yeah. who's just so he's so funny, yeah. even in that bullshit role. I only remember watching one episode of Herman's Head, mm-hmm. and it was because I was titillated of the idea that there was an episode where Herman was naked in it, which was blurred out anyway. But if you remember <laughs> that, the episode well, starts with him. The one I vividly remember is like. There's an episode where in we we said that right. They cut back to the voices in his head. Yeah, something will happen, and they'll cut back to the voices in his head, going like, "What does this and thing mean?" There's an episode where Herman can't sleep, and they cut him like, "What are we supposed to do? He won't go to sleep." And like, "Well, why don't we do that thing?" It's like, "What thing are you talking about? Oh. That thing that puts us to sleep instantly?" And like, "Didn't we do then, that earlier today?" It was the biggest <laughs> masturbation joke I ever heard. Right it's like when how I, Seinfeld danced around saying, "Yeah,", it. yeah. Right, right when I discovered the art, and it's a slow fade to him with his arms behind his head. Five minutes later. From the alarm clock, um, and it's like that always works. I don't know what happened. It was it was the biggest jerk off joke I'd ever wow. seen. Sounds like a ninety three Fox to come to me. Yeah. So it was on from ninety one to ninety four. It was a contemporary of the Simpsons. This is the first time it's ever been referenced on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cut it out in the clip there, but I like that Marge goes, mm, which is. I took that to mean she probably nothing is funny it. on Herman's head, and that if Lisa uh, is lying to me, partially I don't want you watching that or something like maybe. that. Maybe she makes I, a comment on it. I think I, no, I just heard mm, in it, and that 
feels like her just saying, you are lying to me because you would never laugh at something on Herman's Head. Yeah. There's nothing funny on that show to remember. And Lisa's too smart to watch Herman's Head. And on a season nine episode, mm-hmm. Azaria actually mentions the show on the commentary. Mm-hmm. He actually mentions it because he says, like, there's some shows you never want people to bring up to you as, like, their favorite show. And I never, he's, he basically says he never wants to hear about Herman's Head. <laughs> I, yeah, I desperately wanted to find out it was critically, uh, like, revered ahead of its time. And I did not find that no. at all. No, nobody and, liked it. And later they will do a joke. Uh, much later, there's a joke where a comic book guy, voiced by Azaria, is doing a petition to bring back Herman's head. <laughs> so they they come back to it a couple times, but this is the only time when Herman's head is on the air that mm-hmm. they reference Herman's head. What a time to be alive! <laughs> and now to think, it's also funny to think like how low were they getting paid on The Simpsons then? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I guess I'll be I a sitcom regular. I got to do this, more work yeah. on a different show. Yeah, it's like it's not enough to be the most popular show on the, not to be on the most popular show on the network. I'm going to yeah. go Moonlight and slum it on her inside. I don't want to speak for Yardley Smith or or any of the actors, but like Yardley Smith and Nancy Cart Nancy Cartwright is all over 80s cartoons until The Simpsons and doesn't do mm. anything ever hmm. at yeah. all. She still gets a bit of work in the 90s. I don't think Simpsons. she tries to work. I don't think Yardley Smith and her try to. Why would they? Mm. Mm. Like Nancy did, I think she did The Critic, and then I'm trying to think of She did uh, Goof Troop. She was uh, oh, okay. Pistol, the uh, Pete's yeah. daughter. No, yeah. I mean, that could have been a deal made in like 90. Like, you yeah. need to think of the deals. 97, mm. I believe, was when they had the strike to get the big money. And so you got to think of what they did after 97. I, I think you, I, well, no, I would recognize her voice in almost anything. Yeah. So I, I, I can understand her, it being a little hard to get cast, but I'd love like Tress McNeil. Jesus. She's like Daisy duck and like a preschool series. Sounds she, like she's, she's too many characters. She sounds yeah. like, and she sounds like a Simpsons character everywhere she goes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I love her. Though. You hear her mom voice and her Lindsay Nagel voice uh, almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yes, like the Lindsay Nagel is is everywhere. And that's actually uh, Dana Gould's ex wife. We'll get to that in a few years. <laughs> Good old Dana Gould. You wait one second. I'm going to Nancy Cartwright's IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Oh, well, she voiced Bart Simpson on an episode of Portlandia. Uh, she was Bart on Family Guy. Uh, she was Bart on American Dad. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Something called the Zula Patrol of 2012. Never heard of that. She was Bart on the Cleveland Show. Mm-hmm. It's like archival footage. Okay, here's something. In 2006, the show, uh, the Disney series, The Replacements, mm. she was Todd Daring and Dobbs Daring, the twins on the show. It ran for, ran for 75 episodes. And for 50 episodes of uh, Rugrats All Grown Up, she was uh, yes. Chucky Finster. Yes, oh, that is poor true. Oh, Christine Cavanaugh. And that was 2003 mm. to 08. Oh, yeah. Christine Cavanaugh backed out of the whole gig. I, I'm saying that because I think she's one of the most talented voice actors I have ever ever seen yeah. Bart is a great great mm-hmm. character and if she popped up in anything else you would know it because she's very distinctive yes and I don't think and I don't think because of the salary they make on the Simpsons they don't really have to work and she was trained by uh, famous voice actor Dawes Butler really yeah, yeah. she's yeah. Like, the voice of every Hanna Barbera character uh, pretty much yeah. yeah and she basically like flew out to LA to like like study <laughs> under him mm-hmm. yeah I it, think it was like just one of those stories of I cold called him and he's like I'll teach you how to be yeah. a voice actor I hate a lot of Hanna Barbera yeah, products and none of it has to do with Dawes Butler he's like, great. very versatile all their voice actors are great yeah. I love those old voice actors and I'm glad that June Foray is still with us, knock on wood. The Simpsons will be right back. I hope you're well rested, because if you're not, 
Oh, man, this is going to be the perfect sponsor for today. Casper Mattresses. Yes, Casper Mattresses, baby. Offering you one hell of a sleep experience for an outrageously reduced cost. And even better than that, if you go to caspertrial.com slash lasertime, you can get $50 towards any mattress that you want right now. And when I say any mattress, I mean from Twin to California King. And if you don't know what Casper Mattresses are... Uh, they are mattresses that combine high-density memory foam and premium latex to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Casper's dug deep into the science of sleep, and they're trying to offer you a better mattress at a much better cost. And one of the ways Casper has cut out the cost is by not having stores throughout the entire country. Instead, they ship the mattress right to you. As a result, Casper mattresses are up to a quarter of the price that you'll find in most big-box stores, and even better than that. And if you have any reservations of a mattress being shipped to your house, Casper knows that, and that's why they've provided provided you with a 100-night risk-free trial. You don't like the Casper mattress? Give them a call. They'll come pick it up for you, get rid of it, and give you a full refund. If you're in the market for a new mattress, please consider Casper. And even better, go to caspertrial.com slash lasertime to get $50 towards any new mattress. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. So uh, this weekend I watched a bunch of Christmas stuff. Oh, yeah, and one thing that I'd never seen before and didn't expect to like at all what? was uh, the Nick Cage movie Family Man. Really? Oh, wow. And I thought, he's in a family Christmas movie. He's going to be so like watered down that it's not going to be fun at all. But the first hour of that movie is still really good because there's a lot of Nick Cage still being Nick Cage. Like I got a few clips of the movie just that show this is where he, he's fi- f- first learning of like what's happened. That he's in this alternate timeline. Okay. You mean because you thought I was cocky? I'm now on a permanent acid trip. <laughs> Please just tell me what's happening to me in plain English with, without the mumbo jumbo. <laughs> This is a good Oh, man, this is so cagey. You've heard the word mumbo-jumbo before. Mumbo, the, the, the contortion <laughs> mambo of Mumbo-jambo. Like, that's what why we give him the Oscar. Yeah. Oh, but there's, we still have more. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash lasertime, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Matt Greening hated that Hitler head. Oh, I'm sure he did. Not yeah, a fan of it. it. It's so, it, but it's so, it's so funny. And if I can file it away, it's one of those jokes the Simpsons doesn't do anymore. It really <laughs> lingers on every single joke it makes in animation. Rather yeah. than like let this slide. Did, did I miss something? Maybe. Like watch it again. The, the characters will read the sign jokes yeah. to you now and oh, read yeah. the menu <laughs> jokes to you now. It's so short and like I love. It's a hit. It's not just a Hitler head. It's in a jar. Somehow a jar <laughs> got on the Duff bottle assembly yeah, line. Wait a minute. Yes, a head-sized yeah. jar. Uh, um, heads and jars. I mean, Greening could have at least liked that part of it. Yes. We, so he talked. He stole it. He. Uh, uh-huh. we, we talked about this on the Duff Gardens episode, Selma's mm. Choice. But have you guys been to a bottling plant? I have been to the Budweiser uh, one. No. Oh, I've no, I've been, been to, to a, I've been to a shitload of microbrews uh-huh. uh, in, from my girls from uh, Milwaukee. So uh, it's very possible. But... Um, it does when Homer's asking him like, "What are your ideas?" It, in those tours, those guys are generally like they 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 do other jobs in the mm. factory. One of the guys is a co-founder, 
So you could wow. ask them, what are your ideas? Wow. Uh, this is Lakefront Brewery. Yum. And you get free samples, too. Like it's, you do. You get, I got hammered there twice <laughs> for like yeah. for like 20 bucks. Yeah, I got hammered on my one beer tour I took in Berkeley. Just like, uh, oh, they man. keep giving me beer. Man, where was it? What brand uh, this was, was this? This is Pyramid Brewery, and now oh. they are closed. Oh. Yes. No, I went to I went to a Bud bottling plant, which Bud sucks. It does. But, but I was also too young to drink then. So it's it a weird just, place to take a kid. Like, yeah. let's, see where, let's see where beer is made, Junior. Hey, it was something to kill time on a vacation. I think we yeah. were just like we had a real thing going that day. But we're like, oh, the bud, the bud place is right next door. But what I did buy there were the, in their in their store in the company store they had there Bud Bowl helmets to put on your bottles. <laughs> oh so, yeah, I got one of each. I got oh, the Bud, bud Light and Bud, and and then I told my dad or i got my mom to just buy two bottles of each of those beers uh, then we emptied them out and i just they were on my like um dresser for like years <laughs> and years I've said it a million times never been a sports fan i endured this still endure the super bowl to this day because i love the bud bowl so much I'm sure, i loved it so much i mean this is not a comment on your parents mm-hmm. but i'm sure like modern parents would be aghast at this like you bought <laughs> yeah. your son beer bottles to that's, play with yeah they gave us cheap toys like, 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 like mcdonald's exists for the same reason that is true. I, you know, I mean, we had cheap toys. But they also know, like, I, I was joking with you guys that, like, if I drank today, it would be the third day in a, re- uh, in a row I drink. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that. Like, I don't normally I, yeah. drink. I mean, I was into the Bud Bowl, too, so don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was do cool. I uh, when we record at night, and I've drank every day this week. <laughs> uh, Got to build that backlog. Mm-hmm. But I did go to the Coke Museum in Atlanta as yeah, well, which is similar to this, mm-hmm. too, with all the free samples. That but is, they have, like, separate rooms of, like, here's all our old ads. That is, I've been to numerous brewery tours. Fine. I'd never been so sick than after <laughs> drinking free Coke from around the world. And it's, it made me so sick. But it is awesome to like drink. This is in China's in, Coke. In India, this we have peach Coke. This is delicious. I'm 10. Why don't we have this here? And then, uh, <laughs> It's like the eight Halloweens are happening inside of your body. Oh, it's awful. So we have to get back to the episode, My unfortunately. Bad. And uh, Homer is uh, pulled over by Wiggum after stealing Barney's keys. And what I think is like they're, so they're building up to the rake joke. Ow. We see a few attempts at this kind of a humor, which is, I think, new to television, at least. The <laughs> uh, Family Guy would do it a lot, Henry, obviously. But just a, a sustained joke where it's like the same thing happening over and over until it becomes uh, it goes from unfunny the, to funny again. Sorry, yeah, for a second I heard something else when you I said rape the joke. rake. Oh, joke. the rake. Sorry, I heard rape joke. The rake Anun- joke. Enunciate. The rake. You're in timeout joke. <laughs> but no, the, yes, the beating Barney takes takes forever. Ow! Like, ow! Ow! <laughs> ow! Like. The Homer hitting okay, with here. a crowbar is, yeah. is pretty harsh. I mean, we have the rake joke here, then we have dental plan next, and then we have, to finally, to end the Algae and Mike Reese tenure, we have the rake joke. Yes. yes. Yeah. And this is, as someone, Jesus, I don't want to get too much. I wanted to ask about details. DUIs. So, thank God I know about this, because I'm from a land in Florida that's spread out over, I think, 20 miles. No mass transit system and no cabs. Mm-hmm. The bars that's, are open till two, and there's nothing else to do in the town. Not that's not just Florida, Chris. That's like ninety five percent of America. I talked. I was talking to my 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 girlfriend's sister, and she was disgusted when I'm like, "Yeah, everybody just drives hammered all the time." Yep, that was the same in Ohio all the time. And so the difference is that D- DWI is pat like that's really drunk, and most people just use DUI to describe drunk driving, mm-hmm. but DWI was driving while intoxicated. DUI is driving under the influence. So that can go for marijuana. Mm. That can go for fucking acid if a cop can figure that out. Mm. Uh, but DWI is driving while intoxicated, and that, that does involve a certain alcohol limit. So I do like that Homer 
it's not a minor infraction. It mm. carries a higher penalty. Ah. DWI. And I also love that he says Dewey. Dewey. And, and Dewey, you can pronounce both Dewey. And mo- I swear, I haven't heard DWI in years. Yeah, but it was. Yeah. But growing up where we had to drunk drive everywhere, <laughs> like, oh man, just hope you get a DUI instead of well, a DWI. I just want to tell the mm. audience, yes, you don't yes. have to drink mm. drive. So literally the only thing that happened that's different there now mm. is fucking Uber. Yeah, yeah. Uber yeah. is it, saving lives. If it I wasn't think. for Uber, there'd be no... Yeah. There'd be no there, everything is five miles from your I house. I mean, that is a price of mass transit not having it either. Yeah. Like, that people... I mean, in Japan, you'll just see, for example, just saying a place with a lot of mass transit, yeah. you'll see tons of drunk people oh, on the always. trains. Walking like, around I, on the streets. Yeah. Well, my first day uh, my first day i ever visited japan i was like that's a that's just a dude in a suit yeah. passed out yeah. here and like nobody's even <laughs> like acting like it's a weird thing like, yeah. like chris was saying that was a fact of life in my hometown yeah. and uh, i've done a few things i'm not proud of i wasn't like blackout drunk but it's like i probably shouldn't drive but i can't get home any other way yeah. but as i was growing up and entering my mid-20s it's like I, lots of people i know were getting duis yeah, and totally. having their lives fucked up totally they probably deserve it on, on some level because that is putting other people's lives in danger, but sure. it was like, uh, okay, I know this is bad, number one. I've always known it was bad, but also friends of mine are getting like uh, ankle bracelets mm-hmm. and having to stay in their house and having yeah. to waste weekends going to these classes and, it, it, and it's paying like $10,000. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It, it, it would ruin, like, a, it ruined 20-year-olds that I knew. Yeah, so it makes me sound shitty, but the practical punishment of it is really what led me away. And then I was like, oh, this was bad the whole time. I'm, I was just being selfish. Well, I did. This is the first year I will depend on Uber. My dad, I couldn't believe the solution because he knew what was going on. Like, I'd have a, two, a couple beers with him, leave at 10 o'clock, and come home at 4. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think's happening? And he's like, I think I'm going to rent you your own car this year because <laughs> I don't want you taking mine. Like, why? There was never... Oh, you're worried about me trashing your... You're not worried about me. <laughs> you're worried about your car. When you die, mm-hmm. do it in a rental car. But, <laughs> but uh, given the nature of Uber, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to stick to that this holiday yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, well, Homer's DUI test was fun. Oh, and so, so good. Was, do you have the test yeah. on there? WXYNG. Right. <laughs> now I know my ABCs. Won't you come and play with me? Flawless. We also would have accepted Tell Me What You Think of Me. Oh, I guess you're free to... Give him the breathalyzer! <laughs> oh. You're under arrest. Don't! Uh, so here's the thing I didn't get. Um, mm-hmm. Are they saying Homer is on this so much he he's, he knows how to do the test while drunk, or they're criticizing the false positive you can get with a breathalyzer? No. Uh, okay. Just that Homer beat the thing or well, seemed like he was. To, to revert back to Bob, our hometown roots, <laughs> the DUI limit is based on the smallest baby with the lowest alcohol tolerance I mean, the if you burp near a toddler yeah. they're over the limit i am i am 250 pounds six foot three and a giant man i can drink many of you listening under the table and i can drive after a lot of drinks totally fine i'm positive <laughs> but 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 if i were to get breathalyzed i would be penalized the same as an anorexic cheerleader <laughs> as, as a 250 pound Man well, who's been drinking for a long Barney time. Barney is such a jerk to say, <laughs> give the breathalyzer! But he's also drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how drunk Homer is in this situation, though. I mean, it's established Barney is too drunk. No, it seems like a bummer. It seems like what should have happened to me as many times as I've done this. Like, I, I'm okay to drive, but I am over the limit. Well, and speaking of jokes you get as a kid... Mm-hmm. I did get that joke of like the differences of the regionality of what you say at the end of the ABC song, and if this this might not be outside of America, like, uh, but the way we learn our ABCs in school is A B C D E F G. It's sing songy, (laughs) but when you get to the end, you say something to complete it because you Z. Z, and so. 
mine was next time won't you sing with me that's what i that was mine too yeah i think that was mine but they threw out two things that weren't mine that were tell me what you think of me tell me what you think of me (laughs) or next time you play with me like both of those. So I, I like that it was just kind of a regionality oh, observation. And my friend uh, Brian failed that test stone sober. Ooh. And he got that. He got the touching the nose. He failed oh, the yeah. sobriety test. <laughs> my greatest hours. fear was like, I have difficulty now saying the alphabet backwards. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what if that happens mm-hmm. and I can't do it? Uh, what? Z, 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 Y, X, Y, W, Let's not try to do it now. What? We got plenty of time. Oh, my God. We're going so long. All right. Uh, then the DOA DUI mix mm. up was is a very mean joke, but yeah. I do like it. Oh, it made God. Me laugh. Oh, God. And then that uh, woman's husband is dead. Thank God. More Phil Hartman. Don't worry, Homer. <laughs> I have a foolproof strategy to get you out of here. Surprise witnesses, each more surprising than the last. <laughs> I tell you, the judge won't know what hit him. Pipe down in there, Hutz. <laughs> it's revealed Lionel Hutz is talking in the adjacent cell. Yeah. For some reason, I hadn't seen this one in a while. I'm like, does Lionel Hutz like help Homer? Or it's like, no, just one scene. It's, that's it's it. A great, the it's Simpsons a great, have him on retainer. It's a great escalation joke because yeah. you're not seeing him in his office. There's no mm-hmm. there's no real... You can see by his outfit. If you this was your first episode, you can see by his outfit that he's a lawyer. But it really depends on you knowing, well, that's Hutz. He's always their lawyer. Mm. So this is that story moment. And then Hutz has gone so low that he's also in jail with Homer mm. now. That mm. scene with the judge mm. goes by so fast. And I wonder what the original words were because it seems like all the words were changed. I think so, yeah. Denied! It was, well, it's like, I like that last <laughs> remark stricken for the record. No. Oh, no. Boom. But what was, I, I would love to know what the original line was there. I do not know. But meanwhile, on the B plot, mm-hmm. Lisa is trying to prove what Bart is dumber than a hamster. Yeah. She goes back to the same pet shop as in Lisa's Pony, Dude, also run by Bronson. If you listen to the show, yes, I love Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria's blue collar Charles Bronson voice on everybody. And this guy is more sarcastic than ever. I want the most intelligent hamster you've got. Okay. Uh, this little guy writes mysteries under the name of J.D. McGregor. <laughs> How can a hamster write mysteries? Well, he gets the ending first, then he works backwards. <laughs> oh, come on. Look, kid, just take him before his mother eats him, all right? <sighs> and that is the purple hamster from Bart the Genius. The oh. hamsters are still like uh, lavender, purpley colors. I think they hated that it yeah. was the, so purple. And that leads to the, the sequence of tests for Bart, which uh, that was something, too, the producers didn't like. They had to shock the hamster for the story point mm-hmm. at least and, once yeah and to show that once he's shocked once he learns his lesson and then doesn't touch it again it's very weird that the hamster is the most expressive character in this whole episode and then Bart keeps <laughs> getting zapped over and over again and also that like bookcase fall looked really yeah. painful yeah like, like it should have like yeah. decapitated Bart internally or something might have killed, killed Bart <laughs> and, to uh, prove a point but then Homer is forced to ride a bike and I liked oh. it I loved how he enjoyed the bell like he's yeah. like oh, this is kind of fun. and a great haw haw and it felt like it had been a little while since we had a haw haw doing a really prolonged wheelie that is not easy i can yeah. I used to, da- to that. Looked like a downhill wheel especially a guy that uh, big this made me really happy yeah. i had to go out of my way to figure out what's <laughs> going on here i love phil hartman i've we have to have every one of his voices ever and this is another troy mcclure appearance every time you see a film reel go off inside <laughs> of what looks like a classroom uh, it'll be Phil Hartman, but it's great because he's talking to adults for the first time. Now, if any of you ever think of drinking and driving again, this film will scare the pants off of you. What a terrible waste. 
Hi, I'm actor Troy McClure. <laughs> you might remember me from such driver's ed films as Alice's Adventures Through the Windshield Glass and The Decapitation of Larry Leadfoot. For the next 60 minutes, we'll be seeing actual film of car crash victims. <laughs> so this pan across the audience is a reference to, is actually a recreation of an Adams Family comic strip. Oh, his famous one, yeah. Yeah, it's the one of everybody else, the entire audience in a horror film being mm-hmm. shocked and then... Fester is there loving it. Like, See, I had a, a many takeaways. One, one like the the the, the light of the film mm-hmm. uh, that they bothered to animate all that, and it looks like if you watch it, if you're watching it after we talk about it, it looks like the most squiggle vision Doctor Cats thing you've ever seen. <laughs> um, and, and two, I, I like. I love funny music beds. I've heard that before. I had to go find it. Oh, thank God, Chris. Uh, Rob Asprey's "Round the Bend" ah. is what that is, and apparently, it's from. It doesn't check out time wise because it's mm. it's his orchestration. He's credited with it, and it's from a UK television show called Zap with three oh. capital Z's, okay. lowercase a and p, uh, that ran from 1993 to 2001. I don't know why it would have ended up in The Simpsons. Weird. I have to imagine it's a pre-existing song, yeah, and they're using so, yeah. his orchestration. I think I've heard it on like Ren, it's like a Ren and Stimpy needle drop too. You I, hear something like that on? Yeah, it. I, I oh, it makes me laugh so much. It's so mm-hmm. interesting. I didn't know that. I round the bend. Uh, now you know. Uh, they cut out the bit of them seeing Wiggum's <laughs> family video, yeah. or, which was one that was the exact same joke. Yes, like, it was. It's, it's him from New Kid on the Block, right? From New Kid in the Block. Well, I got to tell you that in a kiddie pool eating a hot dog I'm watching fishing around for one between his legs right yeah I'm watching this on a torrent Ah. and it's a I just noticed a TV logo and I read about this while doing research it's not in the TV version from five years ago so it's not going to be in the TV version that's the syndicated version you're not going to see that that scene that scene is gone that's why you got to get those DVDs folks I have them they're right there it's just they're hard on sale in 2004 (laughs) but it is them ripping themselves off you know yeah like somebody had to think the idea of a man fishing a hot dog between his legs in a swimming pool was funny (laughs) you just love it because he's supposed to pick the wrong hot dog (laughs) and when he and he's like this is a funny prank I play on my wife that is the first appearance of Sarah Wiggum Mm -hmm. she won't be named Sarah until um, making babies yeah saw the baby Mm -hmm. and the baby looked at and me. really really big episodes for the wiggums here yes back to back the wiggums <laughs> so though this episode uh this bit here scared me as a kid which one because uh the idea that in your driver's ed class you're gonna have to see a basically like um a murder porn <laughs> yeah uh, to scare you into driving better so when <sighs> i was gonna take my driver's ed class i'm like mm-hmm. am i gonna have to see this in my class, I watched a video where a police officer tells a story about how you shouldn't kill yourself driving and you're going to murder people. And here's the story of the time I found a dead baby. It's a bad way t- to commit suicide, Henry. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. That is basically his voice. No, he was, he was a Southern cop, which what a great <laughs> Southern cop. I watched a lot of those. Finally, that Southern cop taught me a lesson. I'm sure he, he didn't do anything wrong the his weird, entire career. If this has a basis mm-hmm. in reality, this mm-hmm. film is on YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure. And sure. I, like I've seen this reference. Uh, it's scared straight type filming. Yeah. Like, but I never, I didn't have to see that in my yeah, I didn't driver's like, I, I've seen 
seen this kind of joke on things like Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. anything with driver's ed or like, you know, some Rules sort of driving of the road. class. Exactly, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And I want to say it's probably like one of those uh, films with like stage tragedies, like Shake Hands mm-hmm. with Danger. Shake where Hands it's, with Danger. It's yeah. all just so like good. actors and special effects, um, but it's just there to scare you. If you've never seen Shake Hands with Danger, it's, it's so great. And it's all stuntmen reenacting accidents that can happen on Caterpillar yeah. construction. And because equipment. they're making it for. So good. And they're making it for men, men. who work in industry. Like, you're seeing death. They're I gotta like, scare you. Yeah, it's like getting shot eight times every yeah. time you don't put the pylon in the Marth lap. There's like under, under this undercurrent of like we're all yeah of course we're all drunks. Like yeah, yeah. sometimes they come to work hungover, That's but you gotta pay news. attention. Every time you come to work drunk, you shake hands with danger. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, speaking of DUI people too, that was the that was the thing I learned when I got into driver's ed class, which was. Uh, I don't know if this is in every state, but in Florida at mm-hmm. that time, when I was 16, I had to go take a class like this, a three-hour class, and you got to watch this video and you got to take a test. Mm-hmm. And it was me with some of my classmates and other people my age, mm-hmm. and then two or three people who were just yeah. in their 30s, 40s, oh, 50s, how humiliating. who clearly had gotten a DUI yeah. and were forced. And like that's the major humiliation of it, really. Like yeah. That's what it's about. And, and then we... We knew they were there because of a, of a DUI, almost likely, and they knew we knew. Mm, and, extra shame. And I can tell you exactly what night I saw I was in that class because it was when, I, when my mom and brother picked me up. My mom and little brother picked me up. They said, on Nitro, a WCW Nitro, the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior came back. Spoilers, Mom. So, well, they didn't tape it. Yeah. So, like, and they just I saw it. He was in the rafters. And so this was, so that was in August or early September. I can look up the exact date. But so I was, but I was, because of this episode, scared I was going to have to look at dead bodies because of this mm. joke. I, and I well to make a long story short uh, at this age I was seeking out things like that and buying them online uh-huh. you were a real Rotten.com gold I card I really number. really was well, I, I, it's my friends hard to imagine my friends would take me to now. Rotten.com like come on can you take it I was like no I can't I don't want to see this Russian sh- soldier cut a guy's throat I want to see how Chris Farley really died and if this is the only laser time show you listen to and you haven't seen Henry Puke at like just songs um <laughs> You're getting sick just thinking about it. I'm not going to invoke Boogers and Come on you. I'm not going to do that. We don't have the line, it's funny because I don't know him. <laughs> I did, actually. It's at the end uh, of it. Okay. But I, I just wanted to more talk about the song. So I, then home, okay, here's yeah. the thing I thought was weird, though. Yeah. Because Homer's clearly going to AA. Mm-hmm. And I forget that that's like In a, a church. It's a weird Scientology-like thing. And they can't call it that. Mm-hmm. And they, cause they can't make fun of AA. Because people will come at them if they if they yeah. go after an organization. They call it like Al- Alcanon? Alcanon. It's yeah. not even Al-Anon. Yeah. Al-Anon uh, is one thing. Yeah. Al-Anon and AA are both actual mm-hmm. alcoholic organizations. Is Al-Anon for like the children and wives and husbands yeah, of alcoholics? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if Stuart Sage's family is how we're going to go by, which I'm pretty sure you and I have both watched more than most anybody listening. Uh, but I mean, Ned is fingering his chip. Like yeah. he's got he's his got chip. He's got a 4,000 day chip. Which is the AA thing. It's so, like yeah, a 10 year chip. Yes. AA is And we've system. seen him drink before and after this. Well, I mean, I've heard people, I, I've heard from people who got sober with AA and then other people who didn't get so got sober without it, like Mark Marin talks about mm-hmm. it, that he got sober. And that he said that even though he's not into the higher power thing that comes into AA, it's helpful. He, he says it's a helpful system and it does work. I believe it. So, I believe it. 
But the God if, comes in at a certain oh, point yes. in it that yeah. is part of the twelve. You have to steps. give yourself up to God, right? Like I uh, have no power. power. Oh, okay, higher, higher power. power. Higher you power. figure that matter. out. Pick, pick the one. I'm sure yeah. we don't have a. Uh, I'm sure we won't volunteer a solution. And it being in a church mm. is another. I feel like is a specific reference to AA. But fucking, it may be like this. Like is this Flanders? I know he's a namby pamby asshole, but I think this is just him desperate to hang out with people. No, I think it's him being such a sober wuss that just being drunk once was an unforgivable sin. Nobody made fun of him for this. It's been 4,000 days since my last drink. It was my first and last Blackberry Schnapps. The weeniest drink ever. We see what happens when he drinks a white wine spritzer. Did you clip Ann Landers today? (laughs) Ann Landers is a boring old bitty. (gasps) Ned! I was more animal than man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for interrupting the clip, but we see what happens in Viva Ned Flanders when he drinks a white wine spritzer. spritzer. Behind the scenes, I'm switching from wine to whiskey because I'm out of alcohol. And yet, he installed a tap in his rumpus room. And he made planters punch in uh, the... Yeah, he has, a, he has a PhD in mixology. Yeah, college boy. Clearly he makes other people drink, not him. Maybe that's how Ned gets off, yeah. watching other people imbibe. It's like, drink it, sinner. But I could, <laughs> I could really go for some blackberry schnapps right now. Uh, that was one, of my, drink. was one of my first drinks. Actually, the first thing I got drunk on... No, okay, it was either... I get it mixed ether? up. Ether, God, you're uh, crazy, man. Okay, no, the first one thing of Henry's I, famous ether frolics. <laughs> the man, first man's thing I got, depth of an ether bin. The first thing I got drunk on at twenty because a friend told me, like, mm-hmm. look, when you're twenty one and it's legal, you'll regret that you never once illegally drank. So I was like, fine. And so it was a premixed bottle of TGI uh. Friday's Kahlua <laughs> mudslide. Uh. So in a bottle, I got real drunk off that. Uh, and then the you gotta first... try Applebee's mudslide, man. It's way better. Mm-hmm. So then, when I turned twenty-one, we then went to a bowling alley slash bar for me to get drunk on, and that's uh, I had um, oh the uh, ice, the the thing you smeared off ice. I had that, but it was smeared off black. Thank ice. you for never icing, bro, icing us, Henry. <laughs> yeah, and dangerous. I liked it because I don't like the taste of beer. I don't like the bubbles. For alcohol, for me, it needs to be flavored and sugary to mm-hmm. mask the alcohol. Like, you guys were drinking red wine. I like rosé or white wine because it's sweeter. Girl drink drunk. <laughs> I am a girl drinker. That's that a is, great sketch. Oh, my it's God. So it's one of the greatest sketches ever. All based on ever. Kevin McDonald being a pansy. Pause this slightly and then go watch that and come girl back. You'll thank drunk. us. Kids in the Hall, girl drink drunk. So also, good. Hans Wollman is younger than us. Yes, as, as established in Thomas Choice. Yes. Yeah, 31 years old, yeah. did you say? That's, yeah. that's younger than me now. That's <laughs> Very scary. And then Homer jumps out the window, as we heard at the start of the episode. Indeed. And then, but he has to make a, a, a vow to Marge to like not just follow through with the <laughs> legally mandated uh, acts of sobriety, but uh, but really live it. So they say I might have a problem. Homie, do you ever drink alone? Does the Lord count as a person? No. <laughs> then yes. Do you need a beer to fall asleep? Thank you. That'd be nice. Do you ever hide beer around the house? Do I ever? Ugh. Do you ever drink to escape from reality? His pecs are dancing. Homie, I'd like you to do something for me. You name it. I want you to give up beer for a month. You got it. No deer for a month. <laughs> but then when he went pressed on it, he admits yeah. he says deer, which was nice. Yes. I feel like Homer in two years would have just kept lying. No, I think but, that's what makes the good Simpsons the Simpsons, that he actually has to cop 
But there is a dark joke where he cracks open a beer yeah. after the lights go off, like the yeah. drink in bed. Because well, like, he said no drinking tomorrow. So yeah. Like I remember thinking there would be a huge stigma to drinking alone. I do it all the time. <laughs> well, so how do you do on that test yourself, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I just pulled out whiskey yeah. from behind the computer. Oh, so you do I, I drink pretty regularly. Uh, I don't think to excess. But um, maybe like five years ago, I had to take some medication where it was like, you can't drink for two weeks while you take this. Mm. Uh, and I was like, oh, uh, this is going be interesting i wonder if my life will be better if i'll be happier if i'll be more productive if um i'll feel better about myself no none of that happened i just mm-hmm. didn't drink for two weeks and it, there was no changes i was like okay so it's not alcohol that's not why i'm sad somebody, <laughs> somebody who, who writes Thank a you. lot in, in, in i was relieved editing audio of him singing <laughs> i better be drunk and, <laughs> i got i you was know, telling someone about like like the weird alcoholism roots of this show mm-hmm. that like yes. I, I had to do this after I'm done with everything else, which you, is, is at the earliest 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. to when I watch The Simpsons. So it's like, if I'm not drinking, it's not fun. Well, also, it's, like, not, it's not recreational. It's we, work. We got in trouble at our old job oh, yeah. for drinking mm-hmm. there. And, uh, oh, there, but, you know, obviously, I, I almost never, like, I don't buy beer when I go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like, it's rare I have oh, alcohol I in my house. I have, like, one thing of vodka in my fridge that I, like, drink out of. Every now and then, I'll tell you what though, mm-hmm. the election day and the three days following, I was like, "It's the most I, I've ever drank." I need to drink to turn off my brain <laughs> at least for four uh, hours yeah. because, like, I can't, I cannot focus. My my duff is the Californian beer Racer Five. It's my standby. Oh, dude, Bob, this is on air high yes. five. Uh, Racer Five. It's nice and strong. Yes. delicious. I love Racer. Not five. too perfumey for an IPA. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, and Homer's Homer was singing. <laughs> <laughs> if I may bring it back, yeah, uh, it's known now known as the Can Can, almost yeah. officially uh, by Orpheus song. in the Underworld by Jacques Offenbach. I had to look up. I was looking up around the bend. Is that like a it. suite from a ballet? Or it is. A, okay, it, it is, and it's now become synonymous with Can Canning. So when we come back from commercial break. I think that was the first twister mouth we've seen in a long time. That's right. Sweet cakes for all. Sweet cakes for all. Yeah. <laughs> and so I saw this episode and watched it a million times. Years later, I saw a certain Stanley Kubrick movie, and yet I never put together until How many like Simpsons few, references until a few years ago when I saw them next to each other. Oh, like yeah. this is the boobs from like, Clockwork shot Orange. For shot. It is yeah. fucking brilliant. It's exactly it's, it's sneaking it, a very dirty thing on television. Yeah. The two cupcakes together are the breasts yeah. from the same angle of Malcolm McDowell's character trying to grab the boobs and then falling to the ground in the same way with the same sound effect. Actually, that was another one where I was like, "Why are my parents laughing?" so hard at this yes. and then much later a little of the old in out the Ludwig van Ludwig van fucking love that movie um, and Santa's Little Helper at this point is the only one who see, received more of the Clockwork Orange torture treatment that's true oh yeah it's our second um, Clockwork Orange it is. Uh, at it, least I mean, that's the thing like you do not have to have seen that many movies at this mm. point to get every joke on The Simpsons well, have you is, seen everything Hitchcock yes. has done and everything uh, uh, Kubrick has done, you are halfway to getting everything in the first five seasons. Watch Citizen Kane, you're up another 20%. <laughs> Sorry, Well, yes. this was back in the monoculture time where yeah. like there were the, they were like the 10 classic movies that mm. everybody knew as Of course you've movies. seen this, yeah. Everyone's seen Doctor Strangelove, right? And, can I, oh. and Homer just walks right by Bart shivering on the floor like yeah. he doesn't even look. This is, He's this, got bigger problems. I love this Homer's musical interlude. And I was 17. I drank some very good beer. 
I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17. And... I love that it's the second Frank Sinatra parody yes. uh, of the season. Oh, yeah, Witchcraft, right? Uh, Witchcraft. Or, that was season three? Was it season, something else? Sorry, season, season, season three. Okay. We're doing this all out of order. Uh-huh. Uh, but th- this is Frank Sinatra's uh, It Was a Very Good Year. When I was 17, it was a very good year. I, I don't love a lot of Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. but I do like it. This is a personal song that like he clearly had a hand in writing. I was going to ask, no. Oh, yeah. No, he did not. I didn't think he so. He made it famous and he made it his own with that instrumentation. Oh, but really? like the Kingston Trio had a hit version of this like a few years beforehand, uh, but he made it a standard. Like he made it a standard. Well, with that rendition. That rendition of it, yes. And if it's, you've seen Soprano season two, that what Homer is singing opens up the entire season. You can yeah. see Paulie, Wal- Paulie Walnuts getting his dick on. Um. <laughs> you no, know, it's a perfect, it is a great song about nostalgia, which is yeah. funny on this show. But and, he sings mm. about, like, getting older and older, mm. and mm. he sings about getting, like, as old as he is, I guess, currently? I, like, when I, I got to tell you, I read, oh, man, I hate reading Simpsons threads. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> queen didn't exist. Yes. Um, yeah. When Homer was 17? Yeah. It would have been like 1973 or 74 at this point. True. Not at the age. Yeah. Of, and it's such bullshit. You know what's happening. And it's so weird yeah. if someone watching this now, and I love that like, The Simpsons does kind of stand the test of time. You can watch ev- almost every episode right now. Mm. When I was 17, when I was 20 years younger, Queen's debut album. Nope. Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury's been dead for more than 20 years. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Well... I liked that Queen reference as another one I got as a kid because I, thanks to Wayne's World, oh yeah, me too. I had gotten into Queen and got their greatest hits double album, and every song in it is the greatest. It is. My parents were into Queen in the seventies, of course. When Wayne's World came out, they just bought all the CDs again, and I got into Queen too. Oh, really? Yeah. And into their weaker late eighties stuff. It's still like the Flash theme song is fun. Dude, like, so good. And like, and I am immortal. <laughs> I am now king. Uh, what was the one in the Grand? Th- one Vision. Like that song is amazing. Uh, and Homer's Brian McGee is the original McLovin. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> McGee, um, McLovin, same joke. I like it. I like they it. stole it. Evan Goldberg. It's yeah, very, it's very weird. At, at this point, if you use the word Mick in front of any syllable, you're just American. Mm, that's that's true. true. You're no longer a it's, filthy it's Irishman. so weird. You're not just uh, more than half of kids in the home. Nah, <laughs> I brought it back. Thank you. Uh, oh, Bart's then. Uh, I like that Lisa knows exactly what Bart's plan is. Like, he's yeah. trying to present it, and he's like, found it. But he's play, uh, he's doing his Blofeld impression there. That was that was really great. And then, like I don't know, I got I got I only got in a Twitter argument with this year's Simpsons Halloween special, mm-hmm. Mo Finger. Oh <laughs> yeah, and and like there's like two James Bonds references, and I, I kept telling people like this is the Kingsman, and one it bummed <laughs> me out because like the Kingsman is amazing. It is a mm-hmm. great film. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's an R-rated superhero film. From oh my god, Mark Millar, yeah, and uh, and Matthew Vaughn, it's amazing, and you should beg for another one. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and like The Simpsons, like, well, it's a it's a Bond parody, like it's not, it's a you're parodying a parody of the Bond films. Mm-hmm. I sorry, I got yeah. really really <laughs> mad about that. That like like people have so many people haven't seen Kingsman. It is so funny. Look up look up Kingsman uh, and uh, f- what would you call it? Uh, church fight scene where he, he like there's a 
prolonged sequence where he attacks the Westboro Baptist Church. Ah. It's the greatest fight scene on screen in five years. I like this already. When it made Colin Firth a superstar, like it an is amazing. Star. But like Colin Firth is known for the King's Speech, mm-hmm. and before that, BBC costume dramas, yeah. and Bridget Jones. Diary. So if you watch this year's Simpsons Halloween special and wonder like how this this James Bond parody went to a prolonged series of like fighting and death, it's a fucking Kingsman parody. And it just, like, knowing the process of the show bummed me out so much. Like, you 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 weren't confident enough to label they this as a Kingsman period. Yeah, yeah, they didn't trust people enough. To, Which, to, I get that in the movie. In the Simpsons movie, they didn't trust the audience as much. But, like, this is But you the didn't show. trust me to know Hitchcock and, and, and Orson Welles. And you just yeah. let me find it. Yeah. And, and there like, was a joke there that you didn't need to get the reference to understand. And you should have been, as the Simpsons, like encourage people to watch the Kingsman. That'd be the really cool thing to do. To yeah, do, and they but didn't. They're, Al Jean's a wuss Still now, fucking man. mad. Uh, so they go to the... I, I see the baseball game. No, no, wait. I was going to say, the, the, the end to the Lisa B plot is... is unsatisfying. They, they go to the science fair. First, they do a joke with Milhouse's slinky, which is basically his horsey joke. Pretty man. lame, yeah. Milhouse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least Edna, thing. like, crapped on him. That would. Uh, that, I know now that would have ruined me for life yes. if a teacher said and that And also, I do like one. I was aiming for his head <laughs> and then i forgot that bart wins like bart in his dream gets first prize yeah. and then in real life he's handed the first prize again by this, skinner the end of the the, the b plot is no comeuppance for lisa None. yeah yeah this is shades of diorama rama where it's like uh. they they decide like it doesn't matter there are no stakes and just like an arbitrary choice made by authority figures all my favorites yes and then <laughs> they're all here they're all here and homer imagining drinking gasoline was was yeah, a, a no-no from the from the standards and practices but they let it go that's what you call an attractive nuisance this is my favorite because i again i hate sports and homer has quit drinking goes to a baseball game the wind up and the two two pitch oh no sir wait a minute the banner is calling for time looks like he's going and getting himself a new bat and now there's a beach ball on the field and the ball boys are discussing which one of them's gonna go get it? I never realized how boring this game is. Whoa, jeez. Wow. <laughs> Chris liked it so much, he knocked off his... But I, ju- I just went to like a minor league baseball game where it's $20 and it's like, admittance, seat, all you can drink. And this is unwatchable. You gotta get through this game, guy. It's without that, all you can drink and eat. It was crazy uh, in, in Milwaukee. Only in the minor leagues. Yeah. yeah but I, that's what this is. They establishes the minor leagues. Springfield so doesn't like, have a major baseball, league team. Baseball, yeah. It was, it, was, it was the... So boring. Oh, the Springfield... Isotopes. Isotopes. Yeah. Topes uh, lose. Topes lose. But I've been to baseball games and I do enjoy them without drinking too much. But that's also because I am a cheapskate. It's why it's another reason I don't drink as much because just the idea of like seven dollars to not even be drunk but that's, yet. That's no why the joke way. worked for me because I went to that minor league game yeah. and that's what they are. Mm-hmm. And it includes free all free drinks from the local yeah. brewery, which is usually stronger than that's your buddy. That's very nice. I I, I like mm-hmm. the visual gag of Barney two yeah. fisting beers too. <laughs> yeah. And Homer's still hanging out with him even though Barney sold him out to the cops. Yeah. And then we get a nice return of Jub Jub, Jub Jub's second That's appearance. right, at the supperware party. I couldn't believe that was controversial. Someone's like, it's not Jub Jub, guys. It's Jud Jud. Jud. And, like, and no, it isn't. What? It is Jub Jub. We're the authority 98% of the time. I'm, I'm wrong constantly, so I'll never put that out <laughs> That there. commenter had me second-guessing it, and I'll admit too, guys, I, cut, I have been cutting out things where I've said it and I was wrong, mm-hmm. and then kept, and I was like, well, I can just remove oh. this part. So when I'm wrong, I 
the editing is also me double checking on Wikipedia. Please when cut I out my mistakes something. too. I do it. I do <laughs> I'm giving this my line of the show because it's it's just so fucking funny. That's the joke. Homer going back to Alanon, confessing when everything is on. Everything is is acceptable here. So Homer, please feel free to tell us anything. There's no judgment here. The other day, I was so desperate for a beer, I snuck into the football stadium and ate the dirt under the bleachers. <sighs> I cast thee out! <laughs> that is so... That is the perfect joke in the show. Yeah, it really is like, uh, underline, like, religion just wants to judge you. Yeah, like it doesn't want to help you. You've sunk too but low. He, he ate dirt. <laughs> Reverend Lovejoy's a hypocrite. Um, it, all of it is so great. Uh, and then the Homer, like, it's it's mostly animation, but yeah. beautiful animation. The, just him being chased by Duff everywhere yeah. he goes. He's and, being assaulted by Duff on on all fronts. And I would say for an ad campaign, dropping <laughs> bottles out of a out of a blimp is oh. dangerous, and you yeah. will get sued. Yeah, and like, what if a bunch of teenagers came to collect them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, I, but like, when when we talk about like uh, behind the scenes, when we talk about we're going to go out tonight and get hammered. Mm. I still use this. I love that. I love the. Ch- <laughs> ch- it's, you can just hum that to yourself. And, and the yeah, it is, chuggle, it is good. I, I like that bit. I agree ah. with you. I also love his calendar that has the Rockwell Duff picture. It's, it's cute. <laughs> yeah. And just Homer's shaky hand on the 30th Ooh. day. Yeah. And there's another thing that I wish I knew what the original line is because. Homer says, I'm coming back loaded. Send the kids home. I'm coming That's... back loaded. But the camera moves down to his gut when he says it, mm. which makes me think there was another line. Like a, huh. like a stomach joke He's or a like, beer well, gut joke. I'm going to get fatter again. And here's I'm the fill line. This beer. I'm proud of you, homie. Marge, I'm going to Moe's. Send the kids to the neighbors. I'm coming back loaded. Mm, you don't have to start drinking right away. I was thinking we could go for a bike ride. But Marge, the bar flies are expecting me. Moe and Barney and that guy who calls me Bill. But you look better. You don't sweat while you eat anymore. And look, you've saved more than $100. I found it in your pants. Yoink. <laughs> I love that guy who calls me Bill. That joke is great. Yeah, it's it's that, a nice little joke. Because the, the gang, the, this is the last clip I have. The the gang wait, at Moe's. Wait, I think that was the first yoink. I think that Whoa. was the first spoken it wasn't, yoink of taking something. I was thinking about that. Was it Lenny getting the diamond taken out of his tooth? Oh, he hasn't got a diamond in his tooth yet. That's in the that's oh, in last exit to Springfield. Okay, that's like, right. Lenny, you wouldn't have that diamond in your tooth. Yoink. I forgot he got the plastic surgery in uh, Burns for Coffender yeah, Craftwork. Yeah, so I can see why you get confused but so i do think this is the first yoink the spoken yoink which is it's a george meyer favorite yeah. but he says he didn't create it that he took it from an archie comics page <laughs> oh. so it's just a, a uh, written sound effect henry is wearing an archie things. shirt right now it is, uh, i'm wearing a jughead shirt. you are I, I have a dueling origin story henry on a oh. commentary i heard that uh, i don't think he said it but they said it's the sound that is made on the flintstones when someone grabs it like ah. like that yeah but it's not someone saying yoink it's just you're, it's the, you're the talking bubble. to a guy who owns the sound effect library um is there a boink yeah oh, okay dude yes yeah. yes uh, okay it could so, be it could be both of but those. i love this about the gang it's the life of a 
post thirty five year old alcoholic. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it stops being in you're the ironically like, in the bar. You're just in the bar. Larry, who's never been named, the, yeah, he's he's in bo- all these sequences twice. There are two Larrys in this in the last last well, scene. They, yeah. they needed. They were running out of bar flies. But and this is. It seems like yeah. It seems like a bad uh, an animation mistake, but it's also punctuates the joke very yes. well. These this are is all the, the worst Moe's has ever looked. Well, well, look who it is. Mr. I don't need alcohol to enjoy life. We hate him, right, fellas? Ah. <sighs> Mo, give me a beer. Hey, everybody, hold my back. Ah. <laughs> Descri- describes <laughs> accurately how I feel life feels about me. <laughs> <laughs> but then... Mo slaps Barney yeah. and like pipe down, hold, rub it up, and it rub holds it on it for a second just so you can feel it with Barney. He's like, yeah. oh, like it's not a, it is a joke, but it's like, hey, think of this. He slapped Barney and it hurt Barney. Yeah, like, you're supposed to think about it. Then it's a reference to Reefer Madness when he points to the cameras like, and, and you. Yeah, the wow. judge at the end of Reefer Madness, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Except your a- children and your children and maybe even your children. This is, this is the longest talking Simpsons ever. How did this happen with Duffless? We had I, I think we all like alcohol. So much. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then really it ends <laughs> with them riding a bicycle and... and the as Al Jean would say on other things, twenty seconds of sweetness makes you forget all yeah. the characters before. <laughs> and Henry and I were talking like uh, we said we were talking together about this. And if this was a, like a David Merkin episode who ran five and six, there would be an immediate undercutting of this will all be back to normal next week because yeah. he did that a lot. Like we're going to give you the cheap uh, feel good ending, but we're also going to say nope, it's going to go back to normal. We're hitting next the button. Next week on the Sims, yes. exactly. Yeah, that, when Homer, Hi, Carumba. <laughs> Homer and Ned became friends, and they make it very clear: yes, they won't be friends in the next mm. episode. And there's no explanation like part mm. says oh see i guess it didn't reset next week on the simpsons oh see they're back to hating <laughs> and but and this time they're like let's pretend that homer stops drinking for a while homer at least says uh, homer doesn't say i'm never coming back true he true says, put it on ice i'm just gonna have a nice time with my wife and it might imply he's going to just drink less just not as often or at least like but give, it doesn't happen he homer is a mega drunk or at least give marge the empty gesture of not immediately getting blasted uh yes. the second his little challenge is over and that reference is to the lengthy bike riding scene in Butch Cassidy and the mm. Sundance Kid, set to Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Can you? I've never seen this movie and I feel bad. Can you explain the context of why these oh, two it, characters are riding a man, bicycle built so for two? This, this is why I watched the movie, because mm. this scene was so extensive to like of a reference to it. And it was one of my parents' favorite movies. My, my mom's favorite movie. So I watched it. I ran over Blockbuster. This is Tyler, my, Tyler the old, my old roommate, Tyler Wilde, mm. who used to be on Video Game Apocalypse every week. It's his, one of his favorite movies as it, well. It's a beautiful Western. I've never seen it. But it's a Western made in I've a seen then two modern... Sting movies. <laughs> Why? It was, it was like an anti-Western style. Like it was... Well, yeah. so there's classic John Wayne Westerns. Sure. And then there were the Sergio Leone Westerns, which yeah. were kind of like the Tarantino Westerns the, of their the times. The amplified Westerns. Why are we fucking around with the stuff you don't like? Here's but, all of it. But meanwhile, this one with Paul Newman and Robert Redford in the leads, mm. this was more like a buddy cop Western of relaxed stuff and also saying like the tough guy dreams of the West are bullshit. Like, okay. and there's this great scene where a member of uh, Butch's gang challenges him mm-hmm. to be the leader and challenges him to a fight. And then Paul Newman just kicks like he's getting beat up. He's like, and Robert Redford's like, you're going to lose this fight. And then then Paul Newman just kicks him in the balls (laughs) to win. And so it's about them being on the run. I'm a hemophiliac. But because, uh, so there's a fun little side moment early Mm -hmm. in the film where 
Robert Redford's character is sleeping, and his girlfriend, though, is excited because they just bought this new thing, a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, they, <laughs> so then it's just like kind of a music video of just Paul Newman and uh, this actress riding around on the bicycle mm. and just having fun. And it's also kind of weird that like he's friendly with her in a way that like you, but it shows Robert Redford doesn't mind. He's like, well, no, you're not. You're not dating my girlfriend either. Mm. It's written by it's... Burt Bacharach. Oh. Didn't know yeah. that. But this version is sung by our old friend Kip Lennon. That's He's back. I mean, I thought I was going to surprise you guys. Because <laughs> I was looking so hard for music credits. Yeah. Kip mm-hmm. Lennon, it's the guy cover, who yeah. did the uh, Michael Jackson sing-along. He's uh, done a few covers uh, throughout the last uh, few he? seasons. Yeah. Uh, but... He's really, really good. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who did all the Michael Jackson singing. Mm-hmm. He's singing yeah, a song yeah. that will close us out. Uh, but... but... If you want to see so a nice, drunk. a nice little, a nice long but fun and beautifully shot western mm-hmm. starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman at their hunkiest, mm. it's it's really good. It really and it's got great shootouts. Now, it's not my favorite western by any stretch. Like I'd watch, uh, well, I'd watch the Searchers, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, um, the. Un- oh shit! Now I'm so bad with it. Uh-huh. The, uh, the outlaw Josie Wales. No, the one that ends with the giant shootout that Ernest Borgnine is uh, that Sam Peckinpah directed. And, uh, uh, Magnificent Seven. No, the un- wild the, 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 the wild bunch. bunch. A wild bunch. Wild Got bunch. It, yeah. Thank you, everybody screaming at me. There's tons <laughs> of. I do love westerns. I do love westerns. So... Actually, I just watched. Okay, real quick aside. My, I have nowhere else to talk we're about. We're already ninety minutes into this episode. This is a good episode for Henry. I'm not. I'm not on bonus time, so I can't tell the story. But <laughs> so my stepdad, I spent Thanksgiving with my mom and stepdad. Where uh, he loves old westerns, and he bought one of those like eighty westerns with John Wayne. That, DVD they're sets. awful. Yeah, most of them are awful. They're all we, VHS transfers. So he pulled out this one that actually is not a VHS transfer. It actually, oh. filmed very well. It was that. It was the top one of the box set and you're like when i looked at it i was like it's like wayne hopper and i was like what? wow john wayne and dennis hopper no john. dennis hopper and john, john hopper Wayne's, from blues traveler <laughs> and john wayne's son oh and so it's them trying to make a john wayne film around john wayne's son mm. and everybody around him is great and john wayne's son is a terrible wow. terrible actor <laughs> but dennis hopper is awesome in yeah. it as is the the old man from robocop slash the uh the shamrock masks uh i got i got you that the guy perpetual he's the, executive he's the judge in that movie too so there's Damn. tons of great actors yvonne craig who is batgirl mm-hmm. she plays a senorita who of well, of course, if you're going to... They're like, well, we need a beautiful Mexican woman. Hire a white woman and have her speak. But they're surrounded Spray with, with Trump Tanner. But they're surrounded by real Mexican actors. But then, of course, when they have to have the love interest, it's got to be a white woman. It's a real Heston in Touch of Evil move. So it was a fun movie to I'm watch. I'm a Mexican, except, not a Mexican. <laughs> except that... John Wayne's son is a horrible actor. So you heard it from Henry. Uh, Sorry. Butch, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid is Henry's shoe-in of the week. <laughs> this has Lock been the, the Lord of the Rings extended edition version of Talking Simpsons. Thanks for sticking with us. I hope this was not going on for too long, but I think everything we talked about was relevant, I you hope. You could have watched four Simpsons episodes yes. in but the instead, time it took to listen to this. You listened to us. Good for you. But hopefully, <laughs> good for you. You did it on the train. I think this is our Christmas week episode. It is. So yeah. this, it's an extended special, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. I am, I am hammered. And I didn't start drinking until we started doing the show. 
I, I, I hope you guys at least enjoy this while you're on your family vacation and you Hopefully, need to hide from your family exactly, to listen to something. From the many racist uncles that are infiltrating our society. <laughs> All my uncles are so nice. I made uh, a racist uncle joke on Facebook. He's like, Man, what? I do have a Come racist on. uncle, and like, it's true. I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> all my I have racist uncle, grandparents. Yeah. They're all dead. Well, yeah, no, my, well, my, my, my dad is the racist uncle who upsets <laughs> my uncles at events. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who will say, well, I don't know why they don't just go to, and then it's like, oh. <laughs> Okay. Cranberry sauce. We'll end on that note, everybody. This has been Talking Simpsons. I've uh, been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also write for fandom.com and somethingawful.com. You can find my other podcast, Retronauts, every Monday at retronauts.com mm-hmm. or usgamer.net. And Retronauts is a classic gaming podcast every week, a new topic about old games. Everybody else. Yeah, uh, we do a show called Laser Time. We've just dropped our Filthiest Christmas Songs, Volume 2, which is mm-hmm. songs we found. Jesus, they're Good hilarious. Times. I'm on it. You, All of you are on We're it. We're both. And with uh, Dave, and Dave. just on a couple episodes ago. And Dave is on it. Dave is a Laser Time staple. Uh, Laser Time is the top based pop culture show that we do i do want to encourage people to listen to 30 2010 if you liked all the reminiscence in this one that's yeah, all that's that show kind of what that show is to look at the world of pop culture 30 20 and 10 years ago to that week mm-hmm. what the whole world was like it's really how do you watch aliens when the challenger just blew up <laughs> that didn't actually happen mm-hmm. <laughs> but how, how do you celebrate the the bears winning the super bowl when the challenger blows that up that did happen later? it was but it's a scenario that that did happen and we make a bunch of these fun shows for you guys and hey it's the holidays you should be bored hopefully you're listening this far into the episode the answer henry is you shuffle your pain away <laughs> and i'm h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g on twitter and if you're looking for more content mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash LazerTime has all that you need. For just $5 a month, You uh, at least, you will get access to the first season of Talking Simpsons, our special wrap-up episodes. Uh, I think 100 bonus times? No, 80 bonus times at this point? Yeah, it's once a week. Co- movie commentaries. And if you pay a little extra, $10 a month, you get access to a bunch of video commentaries on classic things, like uh, including some Christmas specials, right? Uh, yeah, Fraggle Rock and mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog. Garden the Christmas special barrel, and we also have a, a thirty twenty ten wrap up to wrap up the whole year of nineteen eighty six, ninety six, and 06. And that pays um, that pays the rent. That pays for the red wine we've been drinking. The majority of you listen to this. Uh, aren't, I call it podcasting juice. Uh, we're, we're we're I'm loving being this poor and doing what I want. But again, it would be very nice uh, if you have any extra Christmas money patreon.com slash laser time we do monthly commentaries or we like semi-weekly uh jesus i'm done well we hope you have a very merry whatever you do and uh christmas day or hanukkah or kwanzaa or whatever or just you know jerking off in quiet uh, darkness in memory of our lord and savior jesus christ so what's next (laughs) thank you for listening folks we'll be back next week to decide if last exit to springfield really is the best simpsons episode and i don't think it is we'll see you then Raindrops are falling on my head and they keep falling But there's one thing I know The blues they seem to greet me won't defeat me It won't be long till happiness steps up to greet me Raindrops keep falling on my head But that doesn't mean my 
eyes will soon be turning red The cry is not for me Cause I'm never gonna stop the rain by complaining Because I'm free Nothing's worrying Infotainment. 